in this time of distress where there's so much anxiety or fear, confusion, anger, or lostness around us, it is so crucial to be tuning in together, to worship God together, to hear the Word of God together. You have no idea that those of you who are tuning in right now, you have no idea how crucial it is to carve out time in the season to have the input of the Word of God uh, in our lives this season. All right, so I just want to encourage you to tune in, to carve out time for the weekend services. Because the most affected areas in our season, uh, this season is really our mental and emotional health. This is potentially the longest lockdown we have had. And over time, the, the, the stress built up. And pastorally, we felt that we needed, we needed to address the most pressing and immediate concern of all of us. Personally, a couple of days ago, I went to buy bread in a petrol station. So as I got out of my car, I had my double mask on, hand sanitizer in, in the pocket. And as, as I brought the bread over to the counter to make payment, I saw the worker over the counter. He too had double mask. He had his face shield and, and rubber gloves in his hands as he made payment, uh, processing the bread. And our eyes met. Uh, we were standing quite far apart and our eyes met. And suddenly, I just sense a sense a huge feeling of, of heaviness, of just depressing moment as, we, as our eyes met. And I thought to myself, wow, what a distressing a moment that we are living in today. I know of someone, husband and wife, who are tested positive for COVID and, and they were in quarantine, but yet the wife had to take care of two, you know, two children and one of them were having an asthmatic condition. And this kind of story, this kind of... Uh, uh, here, hearsay, it's, it's, it's so common nowadays that we all, we all know people who are going through challenging moments all around us. So we want to bring about a God's perspective into our lives. As we face this challenge in front of us, you know, I received lots of WhatsApp messages last week to say that this series is such a timely message. Just a quick recap, we talk about how our soul consists of our mind, will, and emotion. And we're going to kind of use it interchangeably, right? And we kind of want to zoom in and address uh, our mind. We talk about how our mind has great capacity, it has great potential and power. It is really the center of decision-making. It is where we think and we feel. And our mind is has capable to direct or steer a path, right? We all hear of people saying that we are, we are who we think, right? Or we sow a thought, we reap a destiny. And that's what we talked about last week. And the key verse of this series is found in 1 Peter when Peter was writing to a group of distressed Christians who were scattered in different regions because of persecution. And Peter was, was, was encouraging them to be strong in their mind. And this is what he said. He says, Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And that word gird up simply means to prepare for action. It has that image of you are rolling up your sleeves and you're ready, uh, you're ready to work. And it talks about how we should get rid of loose thinkings, thinkings that is all over. You know how when we are distressed, our minds tend to wonder, our minds tend to think about just different negative and think of what ifs and all kinds of horrible thoughts that comes to your mind. And this word, gird up your minds, it simply means to get your mind together. Get your mind to be focused upon. It says, be sober. 
Let our mind not, not to be intoxicated with confusion or fear or anxiety or worry, but he says that get our mind be under control or to be disciplined. That's what it means by be sober, so that our minds is alert. And this season, we want to talk about four areas of the most pressing emotion that we feel. Uh, last week, we, we spoke about uh, isolation and loneliness, and we talked about how that we are not created to be isolated, but we are created to be connected. So think community. Okay, that, that was last week, and today, we want to address anxiety and worry. Anxiety and worry is all around us. This, we are addressing a generic uh, term of anxiety and worry, not so much of a technical or a, or a medical term, but just that generic anxiety that is happening because of health, because of economic, because of loss of income and, and family stuck at home. And, and obviously, it builds up anxiety in us. Well, I was talking to a few fresh graduate people, fresh grad, fresh, fresh grad and they were you know, looking for a job and they were, they were, they were anxious about not being able to find a, a job. And I was talking to someone who has got a job, but because of this whole lockdown, there was, there was no certainty of when he would start. And there was such uncertainty and anxiety that is going on. I spoke to people who, who, who there was this couple who was at home, but because of his contact with different people, they couldn't sleep at night. They were so worried that he had to go out at night to buy a self-test kit just to have that peace of mind to be able to sleep at night. I was talking to parents who were anxious and concerned about their work and kids at home and the progress of their, of their studies and their development. All these are builds up in our anxiety. It's not just us, but all around the world, as you can see in the different newspaper cuttings. Anxiety and worry has gone up the roof. And this is where we need to go to the Bible, right? And the Bible has so much to say about anxiety about worry. And I want to point you to this passage that is written by Apostle Paul. And I felt that this word will speak to us uh, today. And Paul was writing uh, the book of Philippians um, in prison. And it, this was towards the end of his ministry, maybe about 30 years in, in ministry. And while he was in prison, he had every reason uh, to be mentally and emotionally stressed up. Right? Because he was facing death. He was living in unthinkable condition. Right? With just, you're talking about first century dungeons, first century prison. It's nothing like the prison today. Right? It's dark. It is wet. It is, you know, rat infested. The smell of death and human excretion is all around. I mean, thinking about that condition just already gives me that mental and emotional stress. So Paul was writing this to the Christians in Philippi and I want us to listen to his spirit as he wrote this. And I pray that this word will speak to you as well. Okay, let me read Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. And this is what he says. He says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Wow. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. And I looked up what rejoice really meant. It means to celebrate, to cheer. Think about it. Paul in prison, in dungeon, with all these things that is going on around him, and he say rejoice. 
I can't imagine, right? For me, I can't imagine, imagine feeling depressed, feeling confused, feeling so panicky and, and we rejoice, we celebrate, we cheer. That's unthinkable. I'm not trying to be insensitive to what we are going through, but this is the word of Paul and stay with me as we continue to read on, right? And verse 6, he says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, which means that if you, if you lost job, don't be anxious. If you are uncertain about your future, don't be anxious. If you are worried about your child's development, don't be anxious. Your, your debts are piling up, you have expenses to pay in your business, don't be anxious. A medical report, the, the COVID test report comes back positive, don't be anxious. Feeling trapped, don't be anxious. But he says that in everything, in every situation, in every situation, he says that by prayer and petition, wow, present your requests to God. We'll talk more about that later. And he says, finally, as he ends his letter, last few paragraphs, and he says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, he says, think about such things. Think about such things. He says, whatever you have learned or received, or you have heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace, that's the word again, the God of peace, will be with you. You know, through this passage, and as I reflect about Paul writing this from his condition, writing these very words to us who potentially is going through a challenging season in our nation, challenging season of your life. And I felt that this word is such, it brings such a ministry to my heart. It brings much comfort to my heart. And as we talk about overcoming worry and anxiety, there are three things that we can extract from this passage of Paul. Number one, think right. Say it with me. Think right. Right? He says, finally, right? He says, think about all these things. Whatever is pure, noble, right, whatever that is praiseworthy or excellent, lovely, he says, think about all these things. So it starts with our mind. But the question is, what are you putting in your mind, right? What are we putting in our mind? You see, our mind is leading our emotion. Our mind has the capacity to steer our path. But the question is, if we are putting junk in our mind, if we are putting all just negative news in our minds, if we are just putting, um, you know, negativism, we are putting, we are putting, you know, horrible news, we are putting uh, critical thinking, uh, all these are just, Bad things for our minds. But it starts with thinking right. 
what we feed will grow, right? I love what uh, David in his Psalms 42, when he wrote that, that famous Psalms, as the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs for you. And it, it was believed that he was in, in pursuit by his enemies. And obviously, he was going through distress moments. It talks about how his tears was there day and night. He cried out to God. But I love what David did. He was thinking right. And his mind, he was speaking to his soul. And it talks about how he says that, why, my soul, are you so downcast? Why are you so disturbed within me? And then he commands his mind. He commands his emotion. He says, put your hope in God, and I will praise you, my Savior and my God. And David was thinking right in the midst of his distress situation. And it all starts with thinking right, and it all starts with putting the right things in our minds. Are you only putting in what you read on social media in your mind? Are you just reading those things? Or are you reading the Word of God? Are you meditating the Word of God? In order to think right, we got to read right as well. If all you're reading is just gossip news and entertainment news and, and, and fake news and bad news from the social media, then obviously our mind is not going to think right. But if you balance it, if you put in the Word of God, the Word of truth, the Word of the promises of God, the encouragement of God, you meditate on His Word, guess what? We will be able to then renew our mind to think right like what Paul mentioned. So it starts with that. The question is, what are you putting in your mind daily? Number two, besides thinking right, we have to think Thank right. I know maybe the English is not uh, too good, but thankfulness or gratefulness has such power to change our attitude. Paul says, rejoice, even in the midst of our distressing condition. Paul says, with thanksgiving, okay, do not be anxious about anything, but he says, but with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So the question is, is your heart thankful and grateful today? Let me ask you, take a look at your heart. What are you feeling? Are you thankful? Are you fearful? Are you angry? Are you upset? Are you frustrated? Or are you thankful? Or are you grateful? You know, there's always something to be thankful about. There's always something to be grateful about. And that's why I love to start some of my staff meeting, asking them, what are you most thankful about? And suddenly the perspective begins to change, the atmosphere begins to change. Yes, there are bad things that's happening around us. Yes, there are bad news that is going on around us. But something begins to change when we choose to find something to be thankful for, when we find something to be grateful for. Being thankful does wonders. A heart check. Is your heart grateful? Is your heart thankful? Paul says, with thanksgiving, you present your request to God. And sometimes when we pray, when we present our request to God, we come with a, with a demanding heart. We come with an angry heart. We come with a righteous heart. We come with an with a entitlement kind of a heart. But Paul is saying that, no, no, no. When you come to God, when you bring your prayer request to God, you come 
with thanksgiving. You come with a heart that is full of gratitude. So number one, you think right. Number two, thank right. And finally, pray right. Pray right. It says, but in every situation, sometimes we wonder, well, such a small situation I'm going through, should I pray? The answer is yes. He says, in every situation, whether it's about your kids, about your job, about your business, about your health, about, about the nation, what, what the nation is going through, about your emotion, pray. In all situations, pray by prayer and petition. Yeah, prayer simply means a broad communication with God, that we should pray at all times, that we should have this ongoing communion with God, when we wake up in the morning, before we sleep, while we are driving, or when we are doing groceries, you can pray to God. You can talk to God. And secondly, he says, by petition. Petition means we are directly asking. We are knocking on God's door. We are seeking and we are asking directly. You know, children, they are great in that, right? You know, my, when my kids uh, come to my room, when they ask for something, they are very direct. They know how to petition. Daddy, can I have... Daddy, can I play? Daddy, can you get this for me? They, were, they are very direct. So we can do that as well as what Apostle Paul says, but with a thanksgiving heart where we can bring our requests to God. So the question for us is that are we praying right? Are we praying right? Are we praying all the time? Are we praying regularly? Are we praying with, with a right heart? Are we praying right? And when we do all this, what did Apostle Paul say? When we do all this, he says, the peace of God. Wow, I want that. I don't know about you, but the, he says, but the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I don't know about you, but I need the peace of God this season that transcends all understanding. When things doesn't make sense, when things doesn't make sense, when we try to wrap our, wrap our head around why does these things happen to, to myself or to the people around us, he says the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. I love this part. He says it will guard our mind and our hearts in Christ Jesus. That peace of God will keep us safe within that boundary. The peace of God will keep us safe it will guard us in Christ Jesus. You see, the peace of God that overcomes the anxiety and worry of the world. I want that kind of peace. Not the kind of peace that the world has to offer, but God kind of peace. I want to share a story of Vin. And as you know, Vin is one of our leaders in our, in, in, in our church. Uh, and he allowed me to share this story. And some of you know Vin. His family owns a few uh, outlets of grocery stores and wholesale stores and whatnot. And over the past few weeks, it has been a stressful time for he and his family. There are different departments in different outlets whereby there were outbreaks of uh, workers getting COVID. And, and one of the outlets was shut down for five, six days. And obviously, it was a very stressful time for him as well as for his family. Business operations were stretched thin, right? Because some... Some of them were tested positive and some of them who were in close contact had to be quarantined and whatnot. 
it was a stressful time. And their extended family, you know, there, there were one extended family who were tested positive as well, and that added to that stress. He went for a personal test, and obviously, thankfully, he, 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 he was negative. So it was a stressful season for weeks, and he said that he had, he didn't realize he had panic attack, right? Because his heartbeat, he says his heartbeat was so fast and so loud that he could even hear it. And he couldn't sleep at night. He was so tired, but couldn't sleep at night. And he will maybe wake up in the middle of the night thinking, oh, I need to do this. I forgot to do this. And he didn't know that he was going through panic attack until much, much later, and days later, when he realized that, hey, I might have a panic attack. And it was a stressful weeks, a couple of weeks for him. But last weekend, right, last weekend he was reading his Bible and he was actually preparing, to, preparing the sermon because he was speaking uh, in the Mandarin service that we, we are having. He was reading the Bible and preparing the message and out of the sudden he felt the presence of God just ministered to him. He just felt so peace. He just felt that God touched him. And he felt assured. And he just felt that God is with him in that room as you read. And he just felt the peace. And he texted me. He says, wow. He says, now I can really understand what it means by when he says that the peace of God that transcends all understanding. I says, wow. And he was going through that stressful, anxious time of his life. But when he was spending time, you know, in the Word and preparing and alone with God, and what he did was he was making himself available for God to speak to him. And God did. Right? The Lord is near. Sometimes we don't hear. Sometimes we are too distracted. Sometimes we allow all these fears and anxiety to overwhelm us that we shut off God's Word or God's presence. But as he prayed, as he meditated, as he prepared, guess what? God showed up and God speak to him. He says, and that peace changes his mind and his heart. And today, almost a week later, he still tells me about that encounter, that God's peace still guide him and guard him. You can have that too. You can have that too, right? He says, verse 9, he says, whatever you have learned or received, he says, Put them into practice. A lot of times we hear on Sunday and we go back just hearing a nice sermon, a nice lecture or whatever, and we don't put it into practice. But Paul says, put it into practice. And then, right, and then God of the peace, God of peace will be with you. So think right, thank right, and pray right, and pray right. Let's do that together. Let's pray together. And all, a lot of us, sometimes we ask, Pastor, I don't know how to pray. Well, this is a prayer that you can pray along. And you can take a snapshot. You can take a picture. But I want to invite you to join me in prayer as we read this slowly. All right? One, two, go. Dear Lord, I receive your word today. I want to be grateful and thankful in all situations. I want to learn to rejoice always, even in the midst of challenges. I do not want to be overwhelmed by worry, but I want to deepen my prayer life. I want to learn to bring my requests to you. I want to pray right. Dear Lord, I speak to my mind to think of whatever that is true, pure, and noble. To put 
on the mind of Christ, to gird up my mind and be sober and to think right. I invite the peace of God, the peace that only God can give into my life. Let your peace guard my heart and my mind. Let your peace navigate through the season of my life. I overcome anxiety and worry with the peace of God. Let this peace be evident in my life this season. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.